rescue op, save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could go wrong? Welcome to Fallen Kingdom, where we return to Jurassic World one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And in this episode, we're discussing minute 31 of Fallen Kingdom. But before we get to that, David, heading over to Jurassic-Pedia.com, there's a relatively new article up here. Well, this month's article up from uh, Pterodon Formosus on the uh, the flying boxcar, the Fairchild C-119. Uh, Kaylee's plane from Dominion. Uh, Another iconic, iconic vehicle that's vehicle uh, that's been added to the franchise, and uh, we're going to talk a lot more about that when we get to Dominion. But uh, something I find funny, I do have the uh, the wiki um, link here in the run sheet as well for the the uh, flying box car. They only made just under twelve hundred of them, so she done pretty good to find a second one to fix up <laughs> at the end of the f- film, unless she recovered hers from the bottom of that dam. Mm. As she as she said, uh, Biosyn owes her a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these things were behemoths. They were named so because they literally were looked like a boxcar like you would find on a train, and they were known for hauling military personnel, equipment, uh, all kinds of stuff. And <clears throat> uh, Kayla's kind of has that old beater kind of trope going on with her is like kind of it's like kind of like her millennium falcon <laughs> <laughs> which yeah it's weird too like as i said earlier tw- under 12 however made uh made for world war Two. so a very old aircraft a very old aircraft to still be flying uh i remember recently uh like the tragedy in texas with that um super fortress um collision Oh, yeah. and I, I think there's only a couple of those that are flying in their their sort of museum quality pieces, just because it costs so much to keep them in the air and uh, and keep maintenance up to them. Yet, he's <laughs> Caleb going around doing Han Solo stuff in there, so <laughs> it's um, a good little addition to the film, anyway. So um, the articles up here on Pedia, like a lot of the articles at the moment, they're getting uh, written out. So there's a placeholder on the Pedia page, and then. We'll go back at a later stage and film out with a lot more detail as we uh, learn more behind the scenes and everything else. Yeah, this one, as of the re- this record, is only a couple of days old, so yeah. we'll definitely go back into this one and expand it, put in its role in the film, probably maybe throw some specs up there too. Yeah, especially as behind the scenes stuff becomes more apparent too, like the miniatures used and that sort of thing, because mm-hmm. there, was, there was a miniature of this plane for a lot of the runway stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in the film, but again, we'll go behind the scenes in that when we get to, to Dominion. Um, well, it's funny you mentioned the just digging the one that crashed into the lake up because the one that is at the end of the movie, it's literally the exact same plane. She just <laughs> paints a two on the next to this, <laughs> the, her little logo on the side. See, I would have thought by Rise of Skywalker there would have been a second Falcon found <laughs> and Ray would have just put two on the side of that as well. But, um, <laughs> still... well funny, <clears throat> funny enough, the Falcon, it was, it was basically like the boxcar. It was just a freighter that Han Solo had tricked out 
So he's basically running around the galaxy in this tricked out uh, uh, semi truck. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) that's what Kayla's doing. She's running around Europe in this tricked out semi truck of a plane. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I'd like, or like, and also hate the uh, the episode three reference where we get see the Falcon coming into the the spaceport on Coruscant. I prefer that not to be Han Solo and just it's another YT Falcon or whatever they call the the model number. Just it's a big galaxy. There's got to be more than just one of that out there. But yeah. Anyway, this isn't Star Wars minute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, yeah. Um, As I said, article will get expanded in the future time. So head over to see it and many more at Jurassic-Pedia.com. Yes, things could get hairy out there. These are powerful sedatives. One too many and she could have respiratory failure. Also, I'm not as soft and witless as your comment implies. Let's go, Beefcake. All right, Dave, how about we get into Minute 31 of Fallen Kingdom? All right. All right, Minute 31 of Fallen Kingdom opens with the dino trackers coming online and ends with uh, our crew heading for the bunker door. As we open on Minute 31, we get that map of Issel Nublo come to life with all the, uh, the little dots for the, the animal locations popping up all over it. At a quick count here, and I will say a quick count, I got about 180 dots, not including the ones concentrated at the East Dock, so <laughs> it's it's a shame, I know, for uh, future storytelling, that sort of thing. We never got a, a confirmation of the animal count on Nublar in 2015. We had the visitor count, that was <laughs> clear in a lot of scenes, but we just never got uh, exactly how many animals were stocked or on the island uh, back then obviously because they wanted to bring in the Carnotaurus and that for Fallen Kingdom and mm-hmm. other animals and not sort of lock themselves into what they'd set up in uh, Jurassic World. True. I was, I was thinking more like Jean uh, Reno in Godzilla where uh, Matthew Broderick starts counting the eggs and Jean Reno's just like, stop counting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've got a stadium full. <laughs> um yeah, and that you'd go into the the hope of seeing wild raptors and that sort of thing as well. But uh, well, I suppose we do well, get them in. And we could talk more about this as we get into the minutes about Blue's Nest. But there was going to be a second raptor that Blue was going to be mated with in this movie, and we saw it expressed in the merchandising as this random green raptor for this movie. Mm. I can't recall. Going back to Camp Cretaceous, it's Blue that chases them through the old visitor centre. We don't actually get any other raptors there. And then the other ones we do see are on the other island with Cash's compound, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, those ones were uh, Cash's raptors. Yeah, right, yeah. So. It also makes you wonder, too, uh, we know Mills has set up earlier that they want to save all 15 species, but they never said they are going to save every animal, so... Mm-hmm. 180 plus what's at the east dock ish. That's a lot of space that's going to be taken up on the Arcadia, especially if you're larger herbivores than that. Mm-hmm. And that also brings us to our next issue as well. Franklin says there's already a large uh, concentration at the east dock. Uh, Wheatley confirms that uh, it's his boat. They've already captured a bunch of them. Uh, first, we had the lagoon moving, and now the east dock's up in the north. <laughs> if, yeah, I don't care for that either. If we didn't have the sign that the, the, the East Dock sign that Colin 
uh, tweeted the photo out, much like the first film. This this could be the stock, and maybe we're just a little bit... Uh, the islands have pivoted a little bit on the compass that this is still in the east, but it's not where the actual original east dock should have been. It's a lot further south. It is, and it kind of leads me to believe that this is not actually the original east dock and that it got... It's a new dock added by Masrani. And just the simple fact that the original visitor center, or, sorry, the original East Dock is actually shown on the Jurassic World map on, um, well, not, I think it was the viral site that they had it on, that they just, it was, I, I think it was marked East Dock, and then you had Dendry's can just, like, kind of a little bit away from it. Hmm. And what I think is that this, and I believe there was also a North Dock in, mentioned somewhere. I think, I can't remember if that was the movies or if that was only the book. Well, the book definitely had a North and East Dock, yeah. and then some of the early, like the original brochure map, park brochure map for Nublar had a North and East Dock um, right. as well. Because mm-hmm. um, this almost seems like it should be the North Dock. Yeah. If it weren't for film dialogue in this movie, you would you would expect its placement being the nor- as the North Dock, you know? Yeah, you look at the original Jurassic Park New Blood brochure, Park brochure map, and that dock, that North Dock's pretty much right where, <laughs> right where that is, where we're seeing the East exactly, Dock now on this yeah. map. So, exactly. Yeah. And again, it's them just saying East Dock, that's a reference. We don't actually get to see the East Dock sign there. We don't get any Jurassic Park um, era easter eggs or anything there so as you said this could be just simply they mm-hmm. built they sort of merged the east and north dock into one because also on the a lot of the new blood maps we got back in the day that where the east dock was is sort of the end of that river system where now the lagoon sort of is too and we sort of i know we've talked earlier about the changes in lagoon map but having that river system go from the lagoon out how the mosasaur gets out to the ocean um mm-hmm that sort of river system coming out near the east dock as well which makes sense even though in the film we do see the breakwater and that you would want the dock sort of in inland a little bit down the river and not sitting right on the coast where it's going to cop <laughs> cop all the, the fury of the seas but uh, we know we've seen it in Jurassic Park that that's not necessarily the case um, Claire sort of thinks for a moment here and uh us without the tracking system in relation to Wheatley already <laughs> catching a few of them, and Wheatley responds in that <laughs> that accent. Uh, I'm not even going to try to do it, but he says the big herbivores are easy to find, and then asks if they can isolate the raptor. I think he he does a I think he leaves the bee out of herbivores or something. It's <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. weird that accent. Um, so yeah, obviously they've they've been catching catching all sorts of animals that they can get their hands on, but and. We, as unnecessary as it would have been, it would have been nice to have been able to pad out this island uh, portion of the movie with a capture montage or something like that, you know? Well, just imagine the... Instead of setting up the Indoraptor at the start, imagine just the inciting incident being Wheatley's team on the island and they're catching, mm-hmm. the, catching the animals and one of the blue attacks happens. Yeah, and, and he's like, he even if it's just a cheesy turn of the camera and going, we're going to have to get an expert or someone in here that knows Blue to do it, and then that sets up 
Claire going to see Owen that sets up the whole lot of stuff with Lockwood Manor and that. And we know by yeah. then it's not a big secret that Mills has already got um, Wheatley's team on the island catching dinosaurs. They're going to do it whether the US Congress decide to go in and save them or not. They wouldn't know how many animals are on the island. They Quick operation, in and out, get what we can before before others get on island. You wouldn't even have to explain who these people are. They, you could have, like, make them look like they're poachers or something and have them out there in, like, dirt bikes like they did with the Lost World and Blue comes up, runs alongside the dirt bike and turns and attacks the guy on the, on the dirt bike. Yeah, yep, yep. It just it flow it flows so much better than trying to keep this this whole secret, and we know that we got off island with samples and DNA in that in Jurassic World. So we, you don't have to set up that this team's gone back to Nublar to get a piece of the Indominus Rex when we've discussed that skeleton sitting on the bottom of the Mosasaur Lagoon and all the issues there. Like just for a T Rex action scene at the front because we're not going to get Rexy again for a long time in this movie. Uh, well, the whole trilogy is very Rex light. It's much more Raptor focused, following up with the um, Jurassic Park three, and that's kind of what I liked about uh, Dominion is that it kind of gave a little bit of spotlight to all the dinosaurs, including Rexy, mm-hmm. especially in the extended version. Well, yeah, if you don't get that, don't watch the extended version. There's we don't see her until she's on the plane headed for Bison Valley, so. Um, and it, it would have just gave us a bit more on New Blah, but in saying that too, I, I don't mind the, the opening sequence with the, the T-Rex anyway, so... Oh, don't get me wrong, I love that sequence, mm. but I just think that they could have set set up the film better. Yeah, know? yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, with Claire's help, they, uh, they locate Blue... Funnily enough, right between the radio tower and the volcano, <laughs> where they're nice and close to where they are currently. Um, code D9, I don't think... Is that brought up in the Ibris Project article on Pedia? I think it's just a throwaway number, isn't it, for the film? I think it is. I don't, I don't think it's actually indicative of anything. Yeah, yeah unless unless Shields version 9 or something, but I think it's just a arbitrary tracking number that would have been put to a... Yeah. But then, yeah, Owen's right onto it, asking for a jeep, and Zia says she's going with him. Uh, they don't know what kind of condition she might be in, so Zia's thinking, using trying to find an excuse to go with him instead of hanging around with Wheatley and his uh, marines, marines, mercenaries. Um, mm-hmm. Wheatley stops uh, Zia, and she reacts, pulling a trink dart from his vest, and says these are powerless seventies, uh, one too many, and she could go into respiratory arrest. She then puts the dart back in his holder on his chest and pats it. Um, and she also isn't as soft and witless as his comments imply, because he, he keeps on calling a miss and all that sort of stuff. But uh, then she walks to the door and says to uh, Owen, let's go beefcake. <laughs> so again, she's, she's adding a little bit of humour here and there. Um, we get our... Chekhov's Trank Dart. We're going to get that up in a few minutes' time when Owen cops one in the chest. Real, real power, powerful sedatives for a human anyway, because uh, we get that whole thing and we're going to talk about that when uh, Owen does his little comedic bit there, half paralysed. No? Alright. Uh, and then just to end a little bit of humour on the minute, uh, Claire stops Owen and uh, slow turns to walk towards her and says uh, he'll be careful. 
And then no one looks at her seriously. If I don't make it back, remember you're the one who made me come. <laughs> Good little little bit of Chris Pratt humour there, and uh, that's when we get the um, the score sort of pick up, and um, he smiles and turns and says, "I'll be all right," and walks for the door. So that's uh, making light of a situation. He's got to go and try and find Blue. Um, and we'll get there next minute. He's by himself in the movie, but he's not by himself in the novel. Um, looking over at novel comparisons briefly, uh, as Franklin says, uh, he's in. Owen looks impressed and says, "You could, uh, they could use you in the NSA." Franklin replies that he applied twice. So I wonder <laughs> if <laughs> I wonder what happens between this and uh, Dominion, where Nut no, couldn't get in the NSA, so I'm going to go CIA instead. Publicity. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, along with everyone else that worked for Masroni, it would seem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent Franklin mentions the East Dock. Uh, Wheatley says that they are the ones they've already caught, 11 species in the narcs, if they can find the raptor. So they've already caught 11 species animals in the novel and have them on the dock. He's just he's still here waiting for that raptor. Uh, and as I said before, uh, species D9 for Blue. It's Owen that uh, mentions it, not Claire. So... Owen should know too, not Claire. But she didn't really know a lot about the Raptor program. Uh, Owen doesn't ask for a Jeep. He asks Franklin if he can make uh, the tracking system portable. Franklin replies he already has. He just needs to stay logged in in here to transmit to the portable tablet. So probably a reason there in the novel why Franklin's staying here and not going out with everyone else in the vehicles. And uh, the Zia stuff of Whitley and Owen talking to Claire happens just like we see in the movie, so... I was going to say, well, in fairness to Claire, I think she was just reading the code off the screen in the movie. Yeah. Yep. But it's interesting that they only caught 11 species because we know that they end up getting a lot more than that by uh, what they just what they're selling and and what we see in this, on the screens in the movie. Well, we'd have to have to go back to Mills's desk when he's flicking through the animals there because I'm pretty sure he does show 11 species before he gets to blue um, mm. and then compare that because the, the Stiggy Moloch isn't on that list is it? I, I can't remember yeah. I believe that um, that uh, Mills had suggested that, or, I'm sorry that Claire had asked how many they can save and Mills said that they've already got 11 species. Ah, okay. Yep. Well, um, I'll do some research before when we get to the auction, <laughs> and we'll see what animals uh, have been added to that tally. But, uh, Dave, that's it. Like That's uh, minute 31 done. How about we get out of here for the week, and we'll be back next week with minute 32. All right, sounds good. All right, lovely.